Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Hello my friend, guten tag, good morning. It is Ivan, your host for the Walking with the Archetypes podcast. So as I'm recording this, it's actually Wednesday afternoon, but uh, you may be listening on Thursday morning and I'm here today to speak about the father archetype. So in Robert Moore's work, he talks about the father archetype as a subset of the king. Uh, I'm going to treat the father though as its own separate archetype today. And have you consider that the father archetype has really defined the Western civilization and also other civilizations around the world in, in the way that we have come to construct our moral code, our ethics, our ideals, cultural ideals. And so the West has been built on an ideal or ideals of rationality, logic, responsibility, service, and being a strong person, contributing to society, so on and so forth. Uh, we, we have uh, been shaped in large part by a heroic narrative that of course is very compatible with this philosophy of the father, because obviously the father wants to take a son through some kind of heroic breakthrough into manhood, or the elders of the tribe would like for the son to be initiated into healthy male adulthood. This has always been the case. We were talking about this earlier on this podcast and it, it always was seen as a very important role. So of course there's a correlation between these various masculine archetypes of the hero, the father and so on and so forth. Right now in this day and age, we have um, an unprecedented Unprecedented in the sense that it's not happened in recorded history. An unprecedented attack on the father archetype. Because we have come as a culture to see and identify and expose the various shadow behaviors, the various problematic consequences of the father archetype and his ideals being, being at the forefront, running all of it. Consider that when we speak about patriarchy in today's culture, we are basically in a conversation around how the father archetypes is inherently corrupt, inherently violent, inherently oppressive. While certainly there have been many men that have indeed been all of those things, misogynistic, oppressive, sadistic, tyrannical, it would be incorrect to construe it as the rule, the default, state of the father to be those things. But our culture doesn't at present moment have nuance in this conversation. 
So we are now in a sort of antithesis moment. The thesis, you could say, is the, the father archetype is good, the mother archetype is bad, and the antithesis being the mother archetype is good and the father archetype is bad. So we haven't yet reached a kind of union where we realize at a very deep level that we can't run a healthy culture unless the mother and the father are both included with similar levels of respect and love. As a result of this unprecedented attack on the father archetype, we see that um, the Christian religion, with all its inherent problems and abuses of power, uh, is inherently being seen as destructive and even by some even perhaps evil. And so there is a, an attack on the idea of God itself as a transcendent masculine principle that is under widespread attack culturally where Christian norms, Christian values, Christian congregations are on some level being ostracized by large parts of, uh, of culture and especially popular culture. It's a, it's a funny phenomenon because it's so unprecedented in, in our history where of course the Christian church has been one of the greatest power structures and now we see the, the sort of the, the backlash. And you could say that there's a, the karmic reckoning here, but that's not really the point I'm, I'm here to make. I'm here to make the point that we're seeing this because Christianity and all the monotheistic cultures are based on the principle of the transcendent father. And so when the transcendent father, the archetypal father, same thing, is under direct attack, you will come to realize that actually the, the entirety of Western civilization that is intrinsically entangled and and meshed with this idea of the transcendent God, we are in large part defined by this idea of the transcendent God, the transcendent masculine principle. Uh, you can't attack that without attacking all of Western civilization. So uh, when we are in this conversation around the preservation of the ecosystems, saving it from the, the, the horrors of, of industrialization gone amok, of consumerist society gone amok, which is, by the way, not actually at all related to the archetypal father. The consumerist society is, for the most part, connected to the feminine, uh, the unconscious feminine. You can see that in statistics. 80% of consumer economy is based on purchases made by women. But that's a different conversation. The healthy feminine is sort of beckoning. Inside of us, we're we're wanting to be close to the planet, to Gaia. We're wanting to preserve the animals. We're wanting women and minorities to have rights. All of these things which are noble, beautiful goals. Though what we will see in a similar fashion as when the church burned witches and also uh, male uh, sorcerers, um, I think, I don't remember the numbers, but I think about 30 or 40% of them were male. When the church did that, because they were in some level close to nature, they knew herbal medicine, they knew how to read the elements and the seasons and all of these things, divination. This was, of course, uh, a big, big no-no because it was an, a direct access point to, to some spiritual principle that wasn't the transcendent God. And that had to, be, had to be come down upon.
in the similar fashion now we're seeing the backlash taking on a similar inquisition quality with with the the dark side of the mother archetype running amok in popular culture in politics in uh, even in child custody cases where it's virtually impossible for a father in the western world to have equal treatment in in a, in a court of law around access to the kids it's commonly known by people that are doing research on this that the the fallout in terms of crime and addiction and dysfunctional lifestyles for a child that has no access to a father is incredible i mean statistically it is beyond beyond question but because we are in the time when the archetypal father is being attacked and the archetypal mother is being sort of lifted up as the ideal with her nurturing with her with her closeness and intimacy to the, to the child we have we have a a much greater emphasis on feelings because this is the realm of the archetypal mother if if i feel that there's something wrong with my child then i okay i take care of them you know the whole point is that there is a biological link between the child and the mother that the mother instinctively just responds to and that is the mother archetype when that runs in culture, we don't care about facts so much anymore. We just care about this instinctive feeling of something being wrong. And it doesn't need to be factually true because, you know, it's a feeling-based modality. So in this larger conversation around our relationship to our male lineage, to, to, to masculinity, to mentoring, to the father, let's just be clear that it's impossible to actually become healthy as a man, but also as a woman without access to the healthy father archetype. And this is what the tribal indigenous cultures of the world knew better than anyone else. Strangely, these are the same indigenous cultures that the liberals, progressives, so on and so forth, they love the indigenous cultures for good reason. They have so much wisdom, but at the same time, they happily ignore this thing around male initiation. Uh, so it's creating huge dysfunction in our culture that we don't understand that there needs to be a bridge between the experience of being within the realm of the mother archetype with emotional entanglement and meshment and the mother sort of holding on to the child because in our time the mother doesn't feel loved by the father anymore because that's the schism in our culture has this schism in our culture and so she grabs onto the child and says you don't leave me don't leave me keep me happy i will i will be lonely without you and so this idea of this sort of the lonely hungry mother being at the foundation of western culture in this particular moment is very compelling to me and if you look at it if you look at this pervasive idea of safe spaces and microaggression and cancel culture and all of these things right now it is supposedly based on the idea that we are protecting somebody who knows who, some uh, incapable, vulnerable, raw nerve of a person probably, uh, from this, this quote-unquote aggressive, hostile, oppressive, whatever communication. And since, since as of this week, Dr. Zeus has been identified as being one of these 
horrible, terrible affront against humanity. Mr. Potato Head is no longer Mr. Potato Head, but just Potato Head because you don't want him to have a male gender because the male gender is bad and should be removed from the conversation. So, so basically, we are in this absurd moment where the, this mother archetype tries to protect all of the people in the culture from any kind of slight, of any kind of affront to their feelings, any kind of challenge whatsoever. We're trying to remove challenge from our educational system. We're trying to remove challenge from life itself. And now we have a challenge here because there's ice on the road, but we're going to be able to do it. It's this strange moment where we're expected to be helpless. We're expected to be incapable. We're expected to be victims for the father archetype, the, the perceived sense that there is some kind of demonic masculine authority that wants to take us. So as you, as you may understand is that there's, there's a real aspect of this, there's an authentic reason to be suspicious of anything to do with the archetypal father. And uh, there's also the overcompensation where it's just going too far. And we're just assuming that all flavors of masculinity and the father himself in his divine and in his mortal aspect is inherently evil. And what you will find is going to keep happening in our culture as long as this idea remains true is that the dark mother, this devouring mother that doesn't want people to become individuals because then she loses power over them. She's going to keep reigning supreme and she's going to start eating people left, right and center because she's hungry. She's hungry for love. She's hungry to be nourished. And um, that's how things become unbalanced when the archetypal father is removed from the equation. So brother, if you have listened to this and you feel that uh, you, you see some level of resonance or feel some level of resonance with this, consider that, that the way that you relate to these two archetypes, the mother and the father, is in large part going to define the quality of your life. And so the importance is to learn to identify in the feminine, in the mother archetype, the nourishing, uh, wonderful, safe haven that she was, or that she was meant to be when we were small, that nurturing warm bosom that made us feel safe. And that was so loving and that was so caring and that was so beautiful for us. And that the father was the archetype and also the mortal man that came into presence and awareness when we were sufficiently safe and we were sufficiently grounded in the love of the mother then we would turn around to the world and start moving into the scary world and start building levels of competency learning how to be individuals autonomous beings actual people with personhood not just clones but actual people with personhood. That is what happened when the masculine love of the father archetype entered into our lives. So find those two in your lives and you would be doing just fine. You would really be a healthy, wonderful human being. And that's what I want for all of us. So that was a, a long uh, 
episode today. I think I've been talking for quite a while, so it's time to start wrapping it up. We're walking through the woods here now where there, there isn't any, any ice. So I'm actually really enjoying to see open ground again with the green moss undergrowth coming through. So I'm happy life is gonna come back and uh, I'm looking forward to really feeling the joie de vivre of, <laughs> of nature. I'm really looking forward to that. So have a great day wherever you are. It's been a pleasure to have you with me again today. And um, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive, free guide.